0: Are you ready to go the distance? Go the distance. the distance. the distance. When you're nearing retirement, it's essential that you have a written plan and know exactly how the plan will work. Life's about choosing where you want to go and mapping out a financial plan to get you there. The one thing you need is a plan. So what's the plan? Plan? Right now, plan. An experienced financial advisor can help you avoid potential hazards and find alternative routes. We pride ourselves in being different from other financial planning firms. During your initial consultation, we will get to know you and give you the chance to get to know us. Our friendly staff will make you feel comfortable the moment you walk in the door. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management, 712-224-4651, 712-224-4651, or log on to EFS4U.com, EFS, the number 4U.com. This is Mark from Mark
1: on Money, and it's important to know the cold hard truth about your financial situation when planning for retirement. On today's show, we're going to talk about solutions to help you navigate the harsh retirement planning truths, and it all starts right now.
0: And now, live from the heart of Sioux City, Mark on Money, with your
1: host, Mark Giels. The key is having a plan in place, knowing what you're going to do, a place where your retirement questions are answered. You could be putting tens of thousands in jeopardy. You'll get the latest news on 401ks and retirement planning. It can make a profound difference with what you
0: can and can't
1: afford in retirement.
0: If you've got questions on how to properly structure your assets and build retirement income, you're in the right place. Welcome in mark
2: on money hey welcome in everybody this is mark on money with mark gills i'm steve sudall and mark of course certified financial planner he is an independent he's fiduciary helping folks for more than 30 years you'll find him now at efs wealth management that's efs the number four, the letter u.com harsh truths it's, it's uh, that's what we're talking about mark how are you
1: yeah, and there's a there's, you know, there's a bunch of them, right?
2: Oh my gosh. Well, and again, especially when it comes to retirement planning, I think there's so much th- so many things that that I've realized that I thought I knew but then I didn't know or I didn't know I need to know that? Does that make sense?
1: Right, you don't know what you know until you know it. Exactly. exactly. And right.
2: some it's of this successful. stuff people don't get,
1: right? And you know, you can't just search. I don't think You know financial planning in general and figure it all out for you because you know you get so much information and you can't possibly peruse through it all so you've got to have somebody there who has perused through it all that can narrow that that focus down to those financial planning truths that um are what you need to focus on because you can't focus on everything no you just need to focus on what's what's applicable to yourself and so the first truth is if you live 30 retirement years or you live for 30 years in retirement you're expected to see five or six bear markets during your retirement alone. So if you just think about that, so you're retired, you're not working anymore, you're not adding any more money to your investments and you know the statistics say you're, you're you'll see five or six bear markets and um You know, a lot of times people, you know, hit retirement upon a market downturn and they think, you know, what the heck? Um, But it's important to understand just how common these bear markets really are in reality. And a bear market is defined as any time the stock market drops 20% or more. And so if we go back to the 1920s, we have seen 28 bear markets, so this is ordinary when all is said and done. Okay. Now so- each one of them is a little bit different. You know, we had the pandemic crash, bear market. We had the financial crisis, the dot com crash. Um, we've had you know different reasons or different causes why markets have sold off, but it's it's normal to see that. So for people that are in that financial red zone or new retirees often the first bear market that happens either immediately before their retirement or the first bear market after they hit retirement can be the most challenging
2: of course well that gets into the whole sequence of returns risk doesn't it
1: yes and you know it's so important when you study you know withdrawal risk and when we're talking about 30 years of retirement you know, the sequence of return risk basically says this. If you uh, are accumulating money and you take three numbers, this is for simplicity reasons, you take one plus two plus three and you add those up, what does that equal?
2: Two plus three is five plus one is six.
1: Right. And then what's three plus two plus one? Six. Right. So, sequence in accumulation doesn't matter because you get to the same number. So you can take the numbers and put them in any random order. So if you're accumulating money and your 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 money is earning a rate of return of X each year, and you average those over over a period of time, it doesn't matter what sequence you put them in. You could put all of the negatives. So we're talking about bear markets now. So there's been 29 of them. You could put all of the negatives at the beginning and all the positives at the end, and you'd end up with the exact same number. You could put all the positives at the beginning and all the negatives at the end, and you'd end up with the exact same number. Or you could put them in a hat, and you could draw those rates of return out in any random sequence that you wanted to, and you'd end up with, you guessed it, the exact same number. However, once you start drawing money off of an investment – the sequence of returns is paramount to your success. So if you retire and the negative returns happen at the beginning of your retirement, the likelihood that you're going to run out of money increases exponentially because you can't ever recover because if you're taking money off an investment that has lost money, your sequence of returns matters you don't have the ability to wait for the positive return because you've already locked in the negative ones. And so time distribution segmentation, which means that you define what the order is that you're taking distributions and where they're coming from, makes a big difference in retirement planning. So think of it from this standpoint, the way we like to map out a person's retirement is putting that money into different buckets of money taking out that sequence of return risk that you're going to draw money from an investment that's lost money by putting money in those early segments for the first five to ten years into investments that can't lose money so if you're taking money from something that can't lose money and you've got 10 years or longer now the the sequence of returns on those longer-term buckets don't matter because if the negatives happen first and then the positives or the positives and the negatives, you're not taking anything from that money anyway. You're letting that money be invested for 10, 15, 20 years. So a bear market doesn't affect the money and the withdrawal risk that if you're trying to take money from a broad portfolio and you're drawing it all down at the same time, that's the that's the that's the thing about retirement is the sequence of return risk. And the sequence of returns matters, and the goal is to try to minimize that risk to your withdrawals. So I mean, that's it sounds complicated, but again, it's all about the math, and math can help simplify a lot of things.
2: Well, and I think it, you know, you make a great point in that the segmentation of, of that money—that's that's the key to this whole thing, isn't it? I mean, it's the math, yes, but it's also how that money is laid out. That we plan to use for the next thirty years,
1: right? Yep. And so the other harsh planning truth is, and you know, most people get this right, but then there's a few of them, and you're probably, you know, um, you know, aware of this as well. Is that if you aren't keeping track of what you are spending and saving in retirement then adjusting to retirement might be a bit more challenging. In other words, if you don't know what your budget is and what you're going to spend in retirement, then retirement is a little bit more challenging. And so oftentimes folks really don't understand exactly how much they're spending and how much of an issue it may pose to their financial situation down the road. So whether your money is going to bills, expenses, savings, or others, no better time than right now to figure out where is that money going. And so what I see people in retirement that fail to plan for certain things, um, you know, I get phone calls, you know, on a regular basis, hey, you know what, we need, you know, five, $6,000 because we're going on, you know, a trip, you know, I, we need, you know, X amount of dollars to replace siding or windows, or, you know, the kids need money for X, Y, or Z, or, you know, we had our property taxes bill come up and, you you know, our insurance premiums came due and they're payable once a year and we kind of forgot about them. We don't have money to pay for them. And so we've got to go and take money out of investments. And it's not necessarily, um, I think, really about not knowing what your expenses are, but it's it's about not knowing or not keeping track of the irregular expenses that happen. And so there's really only about five or six different areas that an individual needs to keep track of for a, you know, irregular expense. So if you think about those, those are the ones that don't come up every month. So what would those be? Well, they'd probably be property taxes, insurance, um, depending upon whether it's homeowners, auto insurance, long-term care insurance, or other insurance premiums that are payable every six months or once a year. You know, property taxes are paid generally twice a year. Um, home repairs, maintenance, health insurance costs or, or costs that aren't covered by health insurance like dental work, hearing aids. As you get older, those costs can be fairly expensive. And so what you've got to do is set that money aside on a monthly basis because most people that receive you know retirement income receive it on a monthly basis basis, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, we try to do that, even for people that say, well, I could take a lump sum and then stick it in my savings account spend it throughout the year. We'd rather say, well, we'll take that amount of money that you want to receive for next year. We'll pay it to you monthly because it it just, you know, mo- money burns holes in people's pockets, right? So yes, if it's it in does. Your account, you know, it, <laughs> yep. it very likely will get spent. And then when, a, when an unexpected bill comes up, that money is gone. So really, if you don't want to ever budget, you don't need to budget for the little things. You just need to budget for those unexpected, irregular expenses. So, auto repair maintenance, new car purchases. You know, if your car is paid for, you should still be setting aside five, six hundred dollars a month every month. You know, or more for a vehicle replacement. You should be setting aside money for, you know, maintenance on your vehicle to three hundred bucks a month for. You know, those irregular expenses that may occur for your cars, you know, new tires, you know, you know, whatever else happens to it, Um, you know, home repairs, health costs, you know, birthdays, Christmas, anniversary gifts, Mm -hmm. all those things. You know, there's just a handful of them, you know, maybe five or six. And in today's world, that's pretty easy to do because you can just set up a bank account and once a month, transfer that money in from your main checking account into all those accounts that have those irregular expenses in them. And then whatever is left in your checking account, you can spend it all because you shouldn't ever have to run out of money because if, a, if one of those irregular expenses pops up, whether it's a health care or a car repair, you know, or, or a bill that's due, it should already have been accounted for and setting in a separate account. You can just go grab it, pay the bill, and you're all good.
2: Right. That's I mean again that's that's how it should be, but it isn't necessarily always the way that it goes, is it? No, I mean,
1: but you adjust. So right, if that's you have the key, a, isn't you, it? You have something that comes up that you weren't planning on. Well, then you know that hey, we need to make an adjustment so that this doesn't happen again. So I mean, that's it's it's a work in progress. Sure, right? Sure. Yep.
2: Another one that we're talking about is the question of where are you saving for retirement? And that means, you know, it could be 401k, it could be an IRA, depending on how you are doing things. How important is that?
1: Well, you know, I think that, you know, it's important not to wait for planning for retirement, but it's also important to remember that it's never too late to accumulate money for retirement. And a lot of times... I think what happens is that people have undersaved for retirement and then they, they get the opportunity to really sock away a lot of money. That's why starting at age 50, you know, we have these catch-up provisions where you can contribute extra money into your Roth, extra money into your 401k. And, you know, that, that 50 plus year to retirement is usually a period where your expenses go down, you know, the kids move out, college is done. Um hopefully they don't move back home with a bunch of extra kids. <laughs> yes, hopefully. <laughs> but, and you know, costs and expenses usually go down during that 10 to 10 year period or or so. Um and you can really save uh, you know an immense amount of money so the the mistake a lot of people make is that their expenses go down in certain categories but they spend more money in other stuff instead of really taking that opportunity to not spend more money but to redirect the money that they were spending on maybe mortgage payments or the kids or other things and putting that money into those catch-ups for retirement because it does make a difference being able to max out your retirement plans those last, you know, decade or so before
2: retirement. That's really a, a, what a great idea to be able to do that. And you can, you know, again, it's, it takes discipline and, and obviously time. Right. Exactly.
1: And again, all these things kind of, you know, work together. And so, you know, if you go back to, you know, the first thing that we talked about, which was financial planning, well, which one do you focus on and really who's your, um, mentor to get those things accomplished, you know? And so a, a good advisor will be that person that says, you know, Hey, you know, Hey guys, you know, we, we need to get this done. We talked about it. Um, and, and usually the answer is, yep, yep. We're working on it. And so our job is, is not just to manage money and, and to do the math, but it's really to, you know, encourage and pester, would be a good word okay. um, you to, you know, get those things done that you really know that you need to do, but you just, you know, for whatever reason, don't like to do. Cause it's not fun stuff. No. Right. I mean, it's, sometimes it's tedious. Um, sometimes it's, conf- you know, sometimes it causes conflict because you're talking about money with your spouse. Um, and so those things aren't necessarily fun things to do. And sometimes you know, it's facing reality that hey, you know, we may have to work a little bit longer because we've run the numbers and the numbers don't look favorable. Um, and so, our job is to, you know, again, to show the show the path, uh, the good and the bad, and uh, to be, you know, a a guide through that period of time to help you with those decisions and make sure that they get done.
2: Right. And so as we do this, one of the other things that we're talking about, we're talking about harsh realities um, about planning for retirement and getting there. And um, Social Security plays a big role in all of this, but we we can't really assume that Social Security is going to cover the whole nut.
1: No, the average monthly benefit um, for Social Security is eighteen hundred and twenty seven dollars. Hmm that's for all retired workers, the maximum that you could possibly get from Social Security is $3,627 for 2023, depending on when you started working, how much you earned during your career, um, so forth and so on. So, I mean, the average is 1827 but it could be less than that. It could be more than that.
2: What do you normally um, see? Is that 1800 in the ballpark for people that you see, or is that a little low, a little high?
1: You know, it depends upon what, when you look at it. Okay. Um, And I think it comes back to, well, when do you, you know, when do you claim social security? Because remember there's 567 different combinations that you could claim social security on for the average married couple. Holy cow. And so again, it's, do you take social security early? Do you delay it? Um, And it depends upon a lot of factors Um, and, Those claiming choices can dramatically impact retirement income for decades to come. And they're irrevocable after you make them. You only have one chance to claim Social Security and, you know, go back and redo it. Um, You got 12 months if you claim Social Security and you say, well, you know what, nine months later, I I didn't want to claim it. You know, I'll just pay the money back to Social Security and then it acts like it's never happened. You do have one chance to do a redo on Social Security, but most people don't do that. Um, most people we, we, you know, see they've claimed and they don't go back and, and ever redo it. Right. But we run the math. Again, it comes down to the math. It comes down to how does this fit in with everything else that we're doing? Do you have any other pensions? What about investments? What about money? What's your risk tolerance? How is your investment set? I mean, there's, there's, it's more complicated than what you think in terms of when should you file for your Social Security benefits. And again, we're the country of immediate gratification. We are and indeed. So the majority of people file Social Security as soon as they can. And 90 plus percent of people make a error in how they filed for their Social how and when they filed for their Social Security benefit. Um, and it's mainly for that reason. They just go ahead and file. And, you know, maybe they could have chosen a different filing strategy. You know, husband waits longer or wife waits longer, depending upon ages, you know, depending upon other ass. I mean, it's, it's not that
2: simple. <laughs> right. And again, it is such a huge decision to make. And, and I mean, it's, it's a, certainly going to be one of the cornerstones of, of our retirement from our retirement income.
1: Yep, absolutely. You know, and and I think you know, in kind of uh, a good spinoff from when do you file for Social Security, is one of the lo- one of the last truths we'll talk about on the show today is that you're likely to live longer than what you expect. And I think the reason for that is, is people have misconceptions of life expectancy because life expectancy in this country is is you know, in your late 70s on average for men and women. But that life expectancy number that people have stuck in their head is for people that are born and not people who are 65 years old. So a 65 year old, their life expectancy is in their 80s. And if you're a couple, you've got a 50% likelihood that one of the two of you will live into your 90s. And so the older you are, the longer you're expected to live. And so the life expectancy of 60-year-olds and 70-year-olds are well into your 80s. Sure. And I think people just don't understand that or they look at, well, you know, what did my family you know, what did my family history look like? And, you know, well, I've got this chronic health condition. I'm not expected to live very long. And then 15 years later, they're still living it. And, you know, they don't have as much money as what they thought because they didn't think they'd be there anymore. And so those are all, you know, really harsh realities. You know, that's one of the hardest parts of really um, doing a good job as an advisor and working with people. Um, that I've found over the years is how do you how do you manage money in that aspect when you really don't know the exact outcome if you knew the date of death everybody was gonna die at managing money would be easy super easy <laughs> yeah we'd make sure that you spent your last penny you know on the day that on the last day that you lived and it would be, be easier to do that but we don't know that so we have to make assumptions we have to do planning Um, And there's tools and strategies available to maximize your income over that period of time and, you know, make sure that you are using your money wisely during that period of time through all the other things that we've talked about as
2: well. Right, and and again, the the healthcare aspect of this this is a, I mean that's a big part of the conversation as well, and we haven't even touched on long term care, and, and and I know that that's a discussion in and of itself, but again, there's just so many pieces to the puzzle, and and why it's important to sit down with you know independent fiduciary um, advisor with a lot of experience that would be you and the team at EFS.
1: Right, and uh, yeah, we've been doing it, and we enjoy it. Um, you know, it's a passion of ours to help people. To accomplish what they want to what they want to do and right. uh, sort sort through the quagmire of the financial world, which it really is. Sure,
2: and again, again, the uh, as we slide into the the new year, how are you feeling about things looking forward?
1: You know, I think it's like every time it's it's my crystal ball is is a little bit foggy, uh-huh. um, and of course now is the time when we look at. Everybody's predicting you know year in forecasts of what the market's gonna do next year, and you know you've got you know different forecasters saying you know fifty one hundred to six thousand on the s and p and other people saying twenty seven hundred to thirty two hundred on the s and p so all I know is that they'll all be wrong, nobody knows anything that's <laughs> that's basically it. You can't predict stuff a year out you know because you can't predict the unpredictable right that's the that's the thing is that you can't predict the unpredictable and something unpredictable always happens and then somebody that's predicted it says that they did predict it and which is total garbage sure (laughs) it was it was luck had nothing to do with expertise
2: yes of course
1: yeah and a broken clock is right twice a day Indeed. yep absolutely So that's what I think about predictions. All right, going into fair enough. New year,
2: fair yeah. enough. Uh, but, but again, the, this has been a great show in terms of just facing some of the things that that really need to be faced.
1: Yeah, and and again, it's all about you don't know what you don't know um, until you know it. So find someone that knows it and knows what you need to know. That's what I'll leave you with.
0: Securities offered through Securities America Inc member FINRA SIPC advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors Inc an SEC registered investment advisor EFS group and the Securities America companies are unaffiliated any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products they do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company If you remember these TV shows, you're getting ready to retire. Whenever I see a big pair of feet or a cheesy mustache, I'll think of you. You got spunk. I hate spunk. I'm one guy who ain't prejudiced against anybody who uh, may be less superior than me. It kind of sneaks up on you, doesn't it? Oh, gee. You deserve a secure, independent retirement. A retirement that is prepared to handle pitfalls like inflation, health emergencies, stock market volatility, and taxation. You've worked hard for your money and will work just as hard to protect it and grow it. Retirement planning doesn't have to be difficult. Get the facts-based approach that you deserve, all at no cost with no obligation. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management, 712-224-4651, 712-224-4651, or log on to EFS4U.com, EFS, the number 4U.com.